Hello and welcome to a Dorkomotive Shortomotive as we take a look back at some of the weirdest, wackiest, and funniest stories in the history of automobiles, racing, and the people that surround both. This time we're taking a quick look back at the 1975 NHRA race in Montreal, Canada, where the weirdest starting line incident in drag racing history took place. It is short emotive time for the first time. What is short emotive? Well, it's going to be a way for me to tell you a quick story that doesn't necessarily deserve its whole episode, but something that I think you're really going to have kind of get a kick out of listening to. And we go right into this one, 1975. It is San Air Speedway, San Air Super Speedway, just outside of Montreal, Canada, and it's the 1975 NHRA Mosin Le Grand National, which is the national event that the NHRA held up in Canada for many, many years into the 1990s. was a popular event, and then laws changed regarding race fuel, leaded gasoline, and all kinds of stuff about crossing the border, so the NHRA stopped going there. But we're going to go back to that 1975 event. And we're going to go right to a moment that I speak for announcers, and I think most announcers hate the pre-race ceremony of every race because, well, we just kind of do. I don't know if the fans even like it, but every race has a pre-race ceremony. Certainly don't dislike the national anthem. Don't dislike the invocation. I'm not talking about that stuff. It's just kind of the other pomp and circumstance that happens. Everybody just wants to get engines lit off. Well, at this 1975 race in Canada, a very special moment was planned out. And that moment was going to be Miss Molson, the woman who was the, you know, uh, spokesperson, if you will, for Molson Beer, was going to be flown into the racetrack, land on the racetrack in a vintage airplane, wave to the crowd. It was going to be a grand spectacle. Such a grand spectacle that they actually practiced this long before the race was actually run. So Steve Gibbs was in charge of NHRA competition at that time. Gibbs was kind of the guy in charge of making sure the racetrack was prepared, the event was ready to go, all that kind of stuff. So the pilot, who was an experienced Air Canada pilot, was flying a Stearman biplane. This is a, you know, biplane, old school propeller type deal, a tail dragger style plane, meaning that when it's on the ground, the pilot is kind of at a very extreme angle facing upward, so he can't see directly in front of him. This is where the problems begin. So according to Steve Gibbs, the pilot had made a dry run before the event. He had landed on the racetrack, had gone through the taxiing procedure, knew where he was going to have to go, but there was one problem. The Christmas tree, the A-boards, all the stuff that that lives in the middle of the racetrack wasn't there during this test. So the pilot had no clue they were going to be there when he landed. So Steve Gibbs was standing there uh, watching this whole thing go down. Not only that, Gibbs actually uh, was a pilot uh, recreationally and had a Stearman airplane or has flown a Stearman airplane many times. So he literally understands exactly what this guy is experiencing. So you can imagine the packed grandstands. You can imagine everything, the energy of this race that's about to kick off. The greatest stars of NHRA like Don Garlitz and Don Prudhomme and Bob Glidden are all there ready to rock and roll. And then this airplane comes futzing in, lands on the racetrack, and all of a sudden, Steve Gibbs has a very clear picture in his mind about what's uh, going to happen here right in front of him. And so these are Gibbs' words. So he flew in and was driving up the track, and I realized he wasn't going to see any of the timing lights in the center of the track. I was out there yelling and waving my hands. Thankfully, he just missed the blocks coming up the track, and then I was relieved for a second before I realized he would never see the Christmas tree. Gibbs continues, he drove the plane straight into the tree. 
Gibbs was laughing when he told me the story about this and that the race queen was just waving to the crowd the entire time, had no clue what was happening. So as the glass and the metal and the aluminum start flying as this airplane propeller chops the tree to pieces, she's just waving at the crowd like everything's the way it's supposed to be. The guy flying the plane was really pissed, Steve told me. The propeller was damaged, and so they had to basically tow the plane off the starting line and park it um, kind of behind the tower where it had to be fixed at that facility and then flown out apparently days after the race. Now, if you can imagine it, this was one of two uh, aero incidents they had at this event on the same day. So now that the tree was destroyed... Uh, Gibbs said it only took about a half hour. Basically, they had to go back and, and replace the tree, obviously. Um, they have a backup, as NHRA still does. You always carry a backup Christmas tree in case somebody runs it over, which I've seen happen a couple of times, and you pop the new one up. It isn't that big a deal. It took them longer probably to clean up all the shards of glass that had been just bashed to pieces by the propeller than it did to actually set up the tree. But once again, it gets kind of weird. So, continuing with Steve Gibbs' quotes here. If someone runs over your backup tree, you're really in trouble. So I got on the phone and we found that Napierville Dragway, which is another small track near Montreal, had a tree that we could have brought in as a spare. They were actually going to fly it up to us, so we had it that day. Even this turned into a disaster, though. Gibbs continues, One of the guys told me they wanted clearance to land on the track to drop this tree off, and I told them no, we had an event going on and they couldn't land their plane on the track. Well, that message never got to the pilots, apparently. We had two top fuel dragsters on the starting line running when all of a sudden we saw the belly of a plane come over the timing tower and land on the racetrack. It was the first and only time I have had two plane incidents over the course of one day at a drag race, says Steve Gibbs, the man who has seen and done it all. If you'd like to know the outcome of this race, well, the planes apparently were 0 for 2, but the racers, Garlitz won top fuel, Don Prudhomme won nitro funny car, and Wayne Gap and the Gap and Roush car won in pro stock. So that is the story of the day that a Stearman biplane landed on the racetrack and destroyed the Christmas tree with its airplane propeller. If you think I'm making this stuff up, Google it. You'll see the photos on bankshift.com of the destroyed tree, of the people picking up the pieces, and of a whole bunch of fans scratching their heads wondering what the heck they just watched. This has been a Dorkomotive Shortomotive. <laughs>